All right, welcome to Craft Imperial. This is the Viking. I am the Bourbon Cowboy. We sit here and discuss great cigars, great whiskey, and have a lot of fun with banter and discussing all these great cigars and bourbon. We'll sit here every week with you, enjoy this podcast, different cigars, different whiskey, all the banter, a lot of fun, a lot of nonsense, and... <laughs> That's what it's about. Thank you for joining Craft the Puro. Please enjoy this episode. Cheers. All right, all right, all right. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Craft Pro Podcast. This is the Viking. With me, I've got the Bourbon Cowboy walking on a putting mat. Trying to level it out. Stacking the odds in Craft and Puro's favor. Uh, sitting with me, we got the one and only Wreck It Rusty. What's up, guys? The gals, if you're out there. There's like one or two, maybe, that listen to this fucking thing. Who knows? Um, Cowboy, get on here. Say what's up, man. Are we live? Yeah, we are. We're very live. Like, we've been live on there for nine minutes, and we're a minute in this podcast. Hey, put your mic on. My mic's right here. He's all good. He's got us some glasses. getting ready to do some pours. It's a beautiful day out. We always talk about the weather here. We're like your un, unsolicited weather source of the world. We're probably more accurate than they are, though. Dude, he's good. I got to tell you, he's good. We'll be sitting outside. He'll be like, it's uh, brisk with a wind. The sun's out, and it's probably 76 degrees. You go, it's 74 degrees. Like, okay. Oh, Dana, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come on, Allie. Come on. Say hi. The beautiful ladies of Let's Go. It's a team player. Thanks, Allie. Oh, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you. Dana, I have a serious question. You got to come here, though. But you know, but you have to come over here. Like, it's so sensitive, I can't get up and come talk to you. No? Okay. I tried. All right. Fine. Let's be very sensitive. Fine. I just wanted to get on camera and talk on the podcast. You won't do it. So, what do we want to? Uh, what do we want to start with, there, Well, we should probably go lower proof first. Do you think? I've never had the dovetail. That's not a dovetail. Oh, I thought it. Thought it was no, dovetail. no, no. So that is um, dovetail is probably I think. So the first time we had that, uh, Cowboy brought it back. He went to Austin for his 60th birthday. Uh, and at that point in time, it was only available in Austin, right? It's like you can buy it anywhere yeah. now, I think, yeah. Total Wine and whatnot. Uh, but he brought it back, and that was that was the first barrel I'd actually had since Barrel got away from their shitty product. Like, and Barrel's always been funny to me because at one point in time, two, three years ago, people were writing them off the map. It was done. The, the, you're out. It's over. No, nothing else. You don't need it anymore. But then they started, so I listened to the Bourbon Pursuit with Fred Minnick and all those guys. They had the father and son that owns Barrel on the podcast, and they were like, okay, we're going to do some barrel samples today for our single barrel project. They had A1 through Z1, A2 through Z2. Right? That is 52 different barrel picks. Wow. That they were releasing that year. And now you get things like this, right? 
And this one, this one's got a cool kind of funny story to it. Um, the name on it's hilarious. It's like pancakes at sunrise, mm. right? Um, so maybe they're taken from the old uh, Booker storyline and, and applying it to something. So, uh, Calvin, what do you want to pour first, man? So this is foolproof. Oh, well, let's go let's, there first. Let's yeah. not let's not start there. Yeah. yeah. So here, I'll this I'll do this one. one. Is uh, right under 115. Yeah. So this is cool. This is a total wine barrel pick of barrel bourbon, private release. Um, this entire project was purchased by Total Wine. This is Missouri's barrel. It's called Pancakes at Dawn for Total Wine and more. Um, the blend is BAIC, so 45%, so that means uh, blend straight bourbon whiskey in container. 45% of it is five years old, 25% of it is 10 years old, 25% is 14 years old, the final 5% is 16 years old. Those are the four, one, two, three, four barrels that were picked from MGP to create this. This is a 114.6 proof. Um, this is really cool. I only bought it because, like I said about the dovetail, I want to see if there's another pick that is dovetail. Gotcha. So I'm going to pour this. Uh, Rusty, first, you're smoking the green Inspirato. Right. Talk that, and then we're smoking the red. Right. And kind of explain that if you can. I'll pour yep. this guy. So the green Inspirato, uh, we released it last year. Um, we used a Brazilian era Paraca wrapper leaf on it. So a, uh, a tobacco leaf that's not really common to use um, in general in the industry, let alone as a wrapper leaf. Um, in the other general, now technically forged cigar portfolio, the diesel whiskey row sherry cask uses the era Paraca as the binder leaf and that's actually what they age in the rabbit hole bourbon barrels. So we do use it in more parts of the Scandinavian tobacco group uh, portfolio, but the Inspirato Green is the first time using it for a wrapper leaf. On the scale of strength, it's a good solid medium. Um, the Air Paraca has a little bit more of a natural sweetness to it, um, so I don't, it's one that anybody could pick up and smoke no matter your your palate level or what. Uh, now you guys have the Inspirato Red. The Red's been out for a couple years now. The Red is personally one of my favorites. It's the, the fullest bodied, strongest in the Inspirato line. Um, so- The smell of it is fantastic. Yeah, a lot of Nicaraguan tobacco, uh, Ecuadorian, uh, Ecuadorian Sumatra, I believe, on the wrapper, wrapper leaf. Yeah. Um, but it is the strongest, fullest body, uh, the most amount of spice, the most amount of pepper in the entire line. Right on. So, Love it. Right. It smells like me. Yeah. Might have to get a box of these. We'll find out. Let's see. All right, well, let's do the inaugural. Cheers. And then let's uh, fire this stuff up. So this Cheers, is that gentlemen. barrel private, private release. We're going to do a couple Ooh. barrel picks today. We're going to do the 1792, and we're going to do the Larceny from Lit, too. So barrel proof. This day. has a... That'll do, baby boy. That will do. That's hot. It is hot. 
it's hot. For 114, but it's hot. It's biscuity though. Ooh. It's flaky bread. It's it's good. I like that. I'm not mad at that at all. Ooh. So pancakes at dawn. You get it? I don't get it. I don't get it. No. I was expecting to have like a buttery, a buttery mapley. Well, finish. guys, you did not nail the Booker's lifestyle. So let's <laughs> go from that. All right, let's fire these guys up, man. See what we get into. All right. Um, wow. So we're podcasting today. We're here live at Lit, our locker sponsor. You know the home, the home fucking base, right? Um, this is cool that Russie's in town. I'm seeing the guy more and more now. It makes me very happy that he's here. It makes all of us happy he's here, um, especially because he brings bags for the wonderful Dana. She loves me. Nope, not gonna get. We're not gonna get anything out of her, man. It's not gonna happen. Not happening today. I set the chair on fire. Would you come over here and put it out, Dana? If I bring you another case of bags. Next Monday, will you come over right now? What if nope. I set the chair on fire? No. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Oh, not- shit. She's busy. She's paying the bills. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. That's all right. Allie said hi. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's all right. We're good. Um, so we're here. So we're doing something really cool. And is this, is this a national thing? Yes. Right. Okay. So explain what's going on. There's a general event tonight, Macanudo Inspirado based event, but it's all general. Correct. We're going to do it across all the general okay. portfolio. Um, so I'm sure almost everybody out there's heard of Barstool Sports, right? Well, Barstool Sports has a golf tournament. Four Barstool play, Classic. Foreplay is their podcast. Right. Golf podcast. Right. Yeah. So the Barstool Classic. Um, so. Macanudo Inspirado partnered with them and we are the official cigar of the Barstool Classic Golf Tournaments. So throughout the entire country, all of the uh, golf tournaments, um, we have... That's depressing when live on camera your shit runs out of gas. Oh. Um, So at every golf tournament we have um, a representative there, whether it be from General or um, like since we're in St. Louis this week and our big marketing firm, Musylvania is out of St. Louis. They were, they were going to be there, but we're here, we're at the golf tournaments and we're basically handing out cigars to the players and caddies and everybody involved. So McAdoo has a big presence at all the golf tournaments. So it worked out perfect that uh, Brian and, the, and the, the folks here at Lit wanted to do an event. So we have uh, a nine foot perfect putt putting mat to putt for more prizes. We've got deals going on all day long. Um, you know, buy a box, get a bunch of cigars and, you know, cutter and putt for a chance to win, you know, a big 50th Macanudo ashtray and, you know, other deals, other deals all day long. So Mark's taking a picture now yeah, of, the, I'm gonna of the putting put it up mat. on the, uh, so, but yeah, so it's just uh, just a day to have fun, and you know it's it's golfing season, and everybody needs to work on putting. And if you can putt and make make a couple putts, you might get an extra cigar or two or something like that. Who doesn't who doesn't love that? No, I, I love it. I think it's pretty cool that uh, um, doing all this in Barstool. Like everybody knows, I think everybody knows Barstool. Like mm-hmm. you follow Paige Renee or. Uh, call her daddy. Um, you know, you've got foreplay, Riggs, all those guys. Like, Riggs is actually from St. Charles. 
you know, he's a huge barstool sports analyst now, and he's from St. Charles. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's back here every other month or whatever. His, they actually came back, and Barstool did. So Barstool does all kinds of crazy golf stuff now. Like they, they, I mean, they got into golf, I think, I think the, the I think what started it was when the mat, or the Open was here at Belle Reve. What was that, 18? Yes. 17 or 18, 18 when the Open was in St. Louis? 18. 18. Um, they were out there with, like, you know, you have to imagine, um, like, old school microphone and, like, hooked to iPhone and just, like, shoving a camera in someone's face trying to get them to say something. Um, but they became known as, like, they're kind of the bad boys, no holds barred when it comes to golf, right? Like, they have a no lot of problem shit talking, especially with golf, though, yeah. right? They were uninvited from Augusta for, like, a year. <laughs> because of what they said about the players and when they were on the course and this and that. Like they just don't give. They just speak their mind and talk about it, right? It was kind of cool. But they're all big um, cocktail guys. They, you know, they've got the um, – they have a cocktail they created. It's called a uh, – it'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. But it's, it's uh, vodka mixed with – they pre-canned a cocktail – you mix vodka with it and you have this drink. And it's sold, it, the legend sells now. It's at every golf course everywhere. It's a cool little cocktail you can make together. Um, but we had talked before about, you know, we had joked about, you know, Macanudo does not produce the personal opinion, right? Nope. Okay. This is good so far. We'll get through it. But, and I think, you know, you work for the company, <laughs> but it's easy to say this, right? It just lit. You can't talk about a cigar, it just lit. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, Macanudo is not typically what an individual goes to when you're looking for a hearty, full-strength cigar if you're in that manner, right? Traditionally. Traditionally, Correct. right? But traditionally, go to any golf course. Public course or the biggest of the private, you see that Macanudo emblem somewhere on something. Mm -hmm. Like Macanudo attacked, I'm going to say attacked, they latched onto a sport that was known for that old, and I, when I say this, I mean that old white standard. It was old, rich white man that played at courses, smoked cigars, did this. You go to a public course as a humidor, I guarantee that Inspirato signal is on the glass. Or even if you buy that, that um, Altidus General combo you could get, right? You'd have Monte Cristo, Macanudo, right. Punch, uh, Romeo Julieta, and then you'd have... Um, well, we used to be a partner in the, the golf channel. They had the... They had a big uh, uh, golf tournament on the Golf Channel, um, and uh, you know Macanudo used to be one of the sponsors for that. So I mean, yeah, we attached to golf, so it was almost you know perfect for us to latch, you know, partnered with uh, Barstool with this. You well, know? yeah, and, it, and it's cool because like so, bar, you've seen a lot of Barstool Sports golf stuff. You just didn't know it, right? So the Saturdays are for the boys. That's Barstool Sports. That's where that came from. The uh, my bomb pop cover, that's a bunch of popsicles exploding. Yeah. That's that's Barstool Sports. That's four play. That's four plays release stuff. That's that's how they they do their thing. Um, but it's cool to do the event. So, how is this thing going to go? How's it work? Today, today. Yeah. So, and this is this is how they're are they all is this all kind of a format for these events or is yeah it, for the most part like I I kind of mix things up a little bit you know like it's supposed to be like a buy five get one buy ten get two um, I think that's a little heavy sometimes so Brian and I talked and we're gonna do a buy four get one buy eight get two okay right yeah so cool. if you buy four get one free um, and that's across all general product not just Macnudo or or whatever. Um, you can putt, you know, if you make two out of three putts, I'll give you a cigar cutter. 
right? Throw it in a golf bag. It's it's not one that is is super fancy, but they're perfecto cutters, though, aren't they? Some the, are. The, the, some are. Some are. I've got okay. I've got yeah. both. Um, but uh, you'll get a cutter if you buy eight, get two free. If you make two out of three, you'll get a cutter. If you make four out of six, you'll get a cutter and um, a uh, Macanudo Inspirado Brazilian Shade. It was a limited edition cigar that we did earlier this year. That cigar went, I know here at Lit, we went through six six or eight boxes. Six? Something like that, yeah. In, I don't know, two weeks, two and a half weeks maybe, I think. So, so again, just, uh, you know, the more you buy, the more you putt, the more you're going to win. If you buy a box, and that's a mix and match 20 cigars. It doesn't have to be all the same thing. You'll get five cigars free. If you make two out of three putts, I'll give you two cigars. If you make four out of six putts, I'll give you a uh, Macanudo 50th Gold Ashtray. So, whoa, 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 okay, what was that last one there on the ashtray? Buy a box. You gotta go all through, buy and do all that, and then... Buy a box. Yeah. And if you make four out of six putts... Dana. You get the ashtray. You get the ashtray. In either hole. Any, but you gotta call the hole. There's two holes. Oh, I got Call it. the hole. There's two holes on the putting mats, and I, I make everybody call the hole because I don't want them just to hit it and have it ricochet around and goes into one. Like, so. So you can, you, okay, so someone walks up and says, I want to take six putts. We got to buy product first. Well, yeah, so is there, so is the staging, uh, so are the, the tiers of the product relate to how many balls you're allowed to putt? Correct. If you just buy a four and one, you get a two out of three, you get a chance to win a cutter. So you hit three balls. Right. right? If you buy a box, you get six balls. Correct. If you buy 10 cigars? Six. Six? Okay. Right. Okay, cool. So if you buy, let's say, let's say you do the eight and two, right? Buy eight cigars, get two free. You'll get six putts, right? If you can make two out of three on the way up, you'll get a cutter. Then you make four out of six, you'll get cigars. So you get a cigars and cutters. Okay. And you said you're calling your hole, right? Right. Right. Okay. None of that. None of that. I got lucky. Right. Shit. Bounce around like a pinball. Well, you know, sometimes it's fun choosing from the tighter or the wider one, you know? I think the tighter one's more fun. You know? And good for you if you get in that one all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we had that. We had that joke last night. It was... Well, that joke, no, the joke popped up last night. We were talking about this, and, and, you know, you guys know Brian, Big Daddy. You know him. That dude is a king of one-liners. I'm not kidding. And we were sitting there, and he was like, you know, Rusty goes, you know, there's a smaller one, and there's a bigger one. And he goes, as per usual. He goes, you know, sometimes I find it easier to get in the small one. He goes, good for you. <laughs> and then it started clicking. We're like, oh, you dirty fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun, though. It was cool. Yeah, this is this is this is going to be cool. And then you said something about you can enter to win a golf bag, right? Right. So, you know, with the the partnering with Barstool, um, we have an online uh, entry where um, no purchase necessary. Let's put that out there. Um, but uh, you can enter to win, and they're gonna they're gonna raffle off a custom Inspirado Titleist golf bag. And it's a Greyhawk Titleist, right? The thick front, yep. wide bag, like a tour bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yep. think uh, probably colored like uh, it's white and black. Shambos. Yeah, it's so white, white and black. black. Yeah, yeah. So it's white with black trim. 
But you're saying it says Inspirato on it? It does. <laughs> Are you I'm that still much in? in? No, I'm still okay. in. I'm still in. I want to I wanna scan the code. I want to win it. The fucked up part is I'm over here putting left-handed with a right-handed putter, so the odds are already against me. So if I make one of three, no, that's a No, because you have your putter in your two. truck. Oh, shit. That's you already right. told me that you have your putter in your you truck. You want me to bring out the sniper, you, bro? I'll you, bring the sniper hey, rifle out, dude. Not, I'll pull that fucker out. I'm that's, not going to tell you you Dude, can't. that is angles and green reads don't mean shit. It's just winning. Hey, I, I will not say you can't use it. Okay. But that just means if you miss and you don't win anything... I'm gonna harass the shit out of you. I would expect nothing less from everybody, to be honest. Um, all right, so let's do a couple of things. Cowboy, how's that smoke? It's really good. I just love just the smell of the cigar. Just had some, I was gonna say great smells. It <laughs> just, uh, I don't know, it just smelled great. But uh, I guess we're about an inch, a little better than an inch in, and uh, it's good, man. Yeah, I think we're just getting to the flavor pump right now. Yeah, this, um, this, uh, I, I, I like it. I do. Yeah, it's the big good. thing with the Inspirado series that the that the company really went after is, you know, over the last, you know, you think about it, five six years, that sweet spot of cigars between seven and ten bucks. Right. Well, yeah, and that's actually something I wanted to ask about. So, I feel Rosado wrapper is very expensive, and, mm -hmm. and not everybody can get a hold of it, right? But Ecuador and Sumatran is—it's not as boutique or sweet, but it's the right. damnest close thing you can get, right. right? Which is like a lot of people think that Ecuador and Connecticut and Connecticut are close. I don't think they are. That's just me, right? But when you look at Mexican San Andreas, right, that only grows in one region through Mexico. But in the rest of the country, you can grow a Mexican Maduro. You still sit, you're close. You're very close. So much that those same leaves get, it's the nickname for each other, right? right. Um, there's a lot of spice in this cigar, which is really good. I enjoy that. Um, it has a Nicaraguan Jalapa binder on it. Well, that makes sense. What's the filler in it? Uh, more Nicaraguan Jalapa. There's Honduran in there. I don't remember the all okay. of them. But so in Nicaragua, Jalapa and Omitep are the two most active volcanic regions in the, the country of Nicaragua. So you're going to have mass amounts of sulfur, perfect balance of magnesium. That's what creates that, that pepper shaker in your mouth thing. That's like a shake weight to my, that's like a blow the shaker right in your there. mouth. Yeah, I'm glad everybody else saw yeah, that. Right. But the nice thing is like I was going out with the Inspirado line, everything in the Inspirado line falls between seven and 10 bucks. Mm. So we're smoking a Robusto, right? Robusto. That comes uh, in SRP, I think, one of, I want to say like 650. Seven bucks. Right so that area then right taxes. here, I guarantee it's like 725. Seven bucks, maybe? So. I'd, almost, I'd almost bet. Yeah. No, this is good. I, li I like this. Um, I came into this, I always, I always bust Rusty's balls. You know, it's Macanudo, right? Yep. You remember Macanudo's in the day. Quartz, Hampton Quartz, right? Everybody has smoked a Hampton Court in their life. Everybody has. You smoke it now, I invite you to open up your, your son or daughter's college-ruled notebook, <laughs> roll the paper up, and light it. <laughs> You're smoking a Hampton Court, right? That's old-school so Macanudo, man. Like. Macanudo, and, and I believe Macanudo was one of the original individuals to be a tubo company. I think they did tubes before tubes were cool, I think. 
because did Macanudo has not always been a general or what is the the company that owns General? Scandinavian Tobacco. Scandinavian Tobacco Company. Uh, who created the Buffalo Trace? It's um, the newest one. Something and something. Uh, I talked about it on the podcast. I forgot. Hang on. Anyway, that's not relevant. My question is, has Mac- Macanudo has not always been a general product. No. Right? No. In fact, here's a little buff- here's a little Jeopardy, you know, knowledge for you. Macanudo actually used to be a sub-brand of Punch. So, with it, we have Punch the- is older than Macanudo. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So you know you have the Macanudo Inspirado, right? right? It used to be a Punch Macanudo. So if you look at the oh. original Macanudo logo and you look at the Punch logo, there's a lot of similarities now, to Now, I know Punch is a general Rembrandt of the Cuban brand, right? There were Cuban Correct. Punches. Was Macanudo a Cuban company? No. No? Okay. No. So you remember the old Jamaicans? Yeah. So back in 68, is when they oh, yeah, started making that. Jamaicans. Macanudo was made in Jamaica. Um, so. Well, yeah, because. Now it's um, in the DR. What do you call it? Uh, Greycliff, originally in, in the Bahamas, was seed from their Bahamian grown short filler cigars in the 70s. You should ask him about that punch. Well, it's funny you say that because trying to think of the size that I had the other day, but I delivered an order to uh, AP Cigars Dwellers, uh, Table 36 over uh, mm-hmm. the Yeah, we got to get them hooked up. He, he so doesn't. I, we were, I was only going to be in there an hour, stayed longer, but I grabbed a little punch, and it was an odd shape. Um, it was really no bigger than this. It was fantastic. Was there a punch champion? Was it tapered like a figurato? Yes. Okay. Looks like a short story. Yeah. Kinda, not the same size, but right. Yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty damn good. Now, when I first got into cigars, I bought a box of Punch, just a small little wooden box, probably twenty robustos, and they were absolutely no label, absolutely fantastic. And I know, I like, I know and you. That was probably. Uh, late 80s okay yeah I, I know like again this is another one of these ensembles where you got between us 60 plus years of smoking experience yeah. right I know you started smoking in the in the late 90s no no early 2000s 2003 2003 right but you were in uh, not Miramar you were in Pensacola 29 Palms 29 Palms oh shit yeah, yeah. yeah that's way fucking worse way worse yeah Ah, bar, ah, lifeline, ah, a lot of boring. Right. Um, but being, my, I guess my question is, like, being involved with General Now and Punch and Mac New and all that, could you pick that cigar? Could you find that cigar? Not like, obviously, it's probably not still available, but do, you, do, you get, do they give you guys history on former brands and things like that? I could go back and I could talk to Ed Lehman. He's the brand manager for Punch. Um, you know, we have, we have guys at our company. There's reps at our company that have been with the company for 28 years. 
you know we've got a well he's uh, the head of all the sales guys for general um, he's been with the company 33 years so if I went back and talked to Mike and said hey do you remember what this would be there's a pretty good chance I could find it I bet it was uh, a box of 20 Robustos and no labels and I, I my guess is it was around 89 We'll see, and then, then right, and you think about that, and I think now, right? I wonder if that's something that was turned into the bare knuckle, another label, the signature, you know, like that punch signature, that white label with the punch right. man on it, right? It, I think it only came in a robusto. I don't think it came in any other size, right? For a long time. For a long time, yeah. right? That dude, that was a cigar. The bare knuckle, if now knuckle buster, knuckle buster? yeah, was it the knuckle buster? That's our other punch. No, 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 buster. punch had a bare knuckle. It was a CI, I think it was a CI. Oh, okay. That's right. It comes know. in a Toro. It's got a little blue label down here. You want to smoke a Luchador again? That's that cigar. That thing literally just tastes like you licked the bottom. That's like an old India tobacco triple a hero. You just lick the bottom of a pepper shaker. It cooks your tongue, your palate's done when it's over. Here, I'll, I'll show it to you. I forget. I forget. See, that's another thing. I want, I want to ask, because you, you, We've, we've asked this question to uh, other reps, like, you know, friends that we, we both have and that you've met and that we know that we're all friends now. Yes, they're big companies, but they're big companies, and this is no offense, they even know this. They're big companies and generals like this, okay? Right. General's an international company. Some of these companies are breaking the international market, right? Even though they own the, the states itself, they're breaking the international market. But it's kind of hard to ask this because... Um, so this year we are... Well, 2019 was the start of it. Rick Rodriguez did a uh, Asian tour. Ricky, that's CAO. Oh, right. I forgot. That's General. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's he did, why I He did an Asian oh, they tour. Changed it. And uh, he was all over Asia. And the, the, the people in Japan and everything so like that. That's not the original label. Okay, they gotcha. changed it. All right, but it's a. Uh, but he said he said, premium cigars in Japan and Thailand and and I mean especially China too. But and we're talking non-Cuban stuff. Well, Cuban Cuba's dying now. Right. Right. Well, not dying, but, but people like even. Uh, but the Cuban market isn't as what it what it used to be in those other countries. Well, uh, Don Gelato owns Illusion, right? So every I, not everyone, but if you if you look it up, you'll understand the story of the one-off, right? The, the Nicaraguan Puro, the one-off made out of Aganorsa. There was a guy in early or late '90s, early 2000s, bajillionaire from Switzerland, wanted to create his own cigar brand called the One-Off. And he approached every S.A. Habano blender at that point in time. They told him no. They could not do it. So he went to Nicaragua, uh, met Matt, uh, Matt at um, uh, Agadorsa. They blended him a cigar and put all these. Because the thing about the one-off is there's a true Cuban Bellicoso. There's a Nicaraguan Petit Corona. There's an American Gordo, right, 660. There's all the, the six different variants, and there's the one-off 53, which has the 53-day Lajero and, you know, all that, right? Made them all for him, sent them to him. He could not, everybody in the English market, the European market, it was a Cuban day of age. 
Nicaraguan tobacco, right? One, it was too goddamn strong, right? Anything over a, a, a medium-ish would be too strong for any European market at that point in time because Cuban Davidoff, still Cuban Davidoff, right? Not Dominican, Cuban Davidoff, uh, the entire Habano market was there because the embargo couldn't be in the States, right? Made all their money that way. Um, he couldn't do anything with it. So then Don bought it in 2008, sat on it for five, six years, had this whole stock of it. And because no one knew what it was, like the requirement was if you're an account, you had to buy six of each size to bring it in. But then you could buy one of whatever you wanted from that point forward. Sure. Right? As of two months ago, one off no longer exists. He's out. <laughs> right? And he, he made it very clear. He goes, to create that same effect of that cigar, we need 10 years. We need time. You have to, it's, it's got to, it's got to wait. It's, it's got, you know, it's got to go overseas. Right. For two years. Then it's got to come back. Then it's got to sit. And it's got the mystique's not there anymore for, for that, that, that template of it. Um, I don't know what took me down that road. I forgot. But Rich, Rick, Rick Rodriguez, um, when he did the CAO P-Loan, um, 2015, P-Loan come out, right? Uh, I had a Facebook then. He actually sent me some of the original P-Loans and uh, we talked on the phone and we smoked them. Uh, and that's when we got into the basin talk, right? Talking about the Amazon basin mm -hmm. stuff. And um, you know Rick, I, yeah. great guy, right? Oh, I work with him. Great guy, great, great guy. dude. Ooh, Who does he blend for? CAO. CAO. That's it. He's a master He's blender, master blender for CAO. CAO. Right. Okay. All right. And brand ambassador. All right. Never mind. Ooh, that's hot. This, yeah, it's a little warm. I mean, it's good though. The more you let it sit, I mean, now maybe that'll calm down a little bit. Man, that is a full-blown bonanza all the way through and down the pipe. I mean, ooh. I'm holding up on this, man. I uh, put my judgments to the side. I like this cigar. I do too. I really do. Um, and I'm a Macanudo hater. <laughs> everybody knows We're that. Converting even, everybody. Even, okay. Hang on. Hang on. Um, so, uh, last time you were on the podcast, we had talked about Forge was becoming a company. Right. right. Uh, did we can talk about this? Yeah. This is cool? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the <laughs> senior VP of sales for a Geneva <laughs> convention. <laughs> <laughs> Super SEAL oh. team, aerospace, nautical, general cigar sales guy. Right. Uh, that's his, literally, it's on his badge. It's, right? it's a really big business card. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. this big. Seriously. I mean. I mean. Um, so how is that done? So I'm curious about that, right? Because the, the cool thing about general, right? And we've talked about this before. You'll walk in, you'll see a cigar. Like, Who sells that? You go general. Who sells that? General. Who sells that? general there's only one other company you can have that conversation with and that's Altidus right they're the yeah. two or general and Altidus are the two largest multiple brand retailing companies correct right well I was like in Deerberg this morning and the whole guy down display is yours it's all your cigars I think. right correct like 70 percent or more you and you deal with that individual that does all that right correct right okay cool yeah no names or anything just you right. deal with that right okay 
Now those um, cigar humidors and everything that you put in there, is that your company that puts all that in there? Nope. So you have a humidor company that works with you? Nope. There's a guy here in St. Louis that has uh, a distribution company basically that he handles all those. Or a wholesale, I guess I should say, not distribution, but wholesale. And he puts those humidors in there. And yep. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, look at this guy. Because I've always, you know, I want yeah. to get a humidor. <laughs> Let's talk about it later. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll work yours out. We'll do that. We'll be easy. And it'll be, uh, we won't break any hearts or start any fights with any distributors or anything, but we'll get your humidor. Uh, especially you have to think about if you want to sink it into the drywall, the specific size and operation matters because if you sink it, uh, I'll explain to you yeah, how I, what's yeah, going to work. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. And, and uh, I think that would be cool. Uh, it'd be awesome. I was supposed yeah. to have mine sunk in, but now it just matches my bars. So I don't care. Right? It's amazing um, when you build a house and you go through, like I'm into close to a year now. At some point, you just start kind of giving up. It's like, whatever. <laughs> well, I didn't give up like, and see it. just happened. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, uh, another two grand, two grand? What? It is, that is crazy, man. That is crazy. Like, when you're doing a... And when you're building a house, or you're building anything. Like, I never realized... I would say as much as the podcast and, and launching a cigar, right? And you've had the cigar, right? It's a good cigar, mm -hmm. right? The amount of... And I actually, this was a leveling experience for me, right? I think everybody has that come to Jesus moment. I'm sure you ran into it at some point in construction and building and all that. I'm sure you ran into it at some point too. You understand very quickly why brands stay around for so long and it's important to create something new but to never get away from your base. Right. Money, man. Like, I like money, okay? Everybody likes money. I have a lifestyle. I enjoy it. Everybody likes money. But, man, the, the effort that goes in, right, and the ever-changing stuff, it's it, you don't see it coming. And for me, right, like, I, I mean, we, we've sat down and we can talk tobacco until we're blue in the fucking face. Right? Blue in the face. We could probably plant something in that garden and grow a fucking plant tomorrow. Right. Right. We'll goof it up. From that to actually producing a product, to labeling a product, to traveling, you know, only individuals that handle the product to do it. it, it it's an extra. It's a lot, man. It's awesome. But it's but it's cool. It's unique. So what I want to play that into. We were talking about Forged becoming becoming a it's, it's still its own owned, cigar company. Owned, is it still owned by Scandinavia? Scandinavia. Yep. Okay. Hundred percent. All right. But so General and Forged did the evolution thing, right? Correct. Right. Okay. What did Forge take, or not take? What were they given from the General portfolio? So Partigas, La Gloria Cubana, Diesel, uh, Boulevard. El Rey Del Mundo, El Rico Habano. But a Hoya. Is that nope, I still have it. You still have Hoya? Yep. Okay. Um, and Chillin' Moose. <laughs> you know what they say about Chillin' Moose, right? Uh, you know what they call moose shit in Alaska? It's a Chillin' Moose? No, I did not. Oh, yeah, it's a true thing. Oh. Yeah. What's that? Frontiers? That's what they call them. Oh, look, a Chillin' Moose. 
but never heard of it. I should have. Oh, all right. Well, I'm the only guy here that watched Discovery Channel. Got it. Right on. <laughs> anyway. What is that with Swamp People? I mean, They're on Travel, bitch. They're on Travel Channel. Anybody on Travel Channel? It's Shark Week, by the way, guys. Yeah. Shark Week. Yep. What does that do for us? I watched uh, a shark picture last night. Yeah, but like some hot black chick was on there. It was awesome. I watched some of no, the. No, what's uh, her name? She's a huge, huge. Yeah. She I actually swam with that. sharks. Uh, it's. Yeah. Um, I don't know what. The, I did hear that. I know what you're talking about, but I don't. I don't have any idea who she is. She's great. She's, She's a fucking phenomenal that, actor, but. dude. She's awesome. She can be funny and serious. That's you win with me. Gabrielle Union? No. <laughs> I, I mean, hot no. black chick. I'm just trying to leave it. Megan Good? No, not her either. No. Oh, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. oh Megan Good. Um, I watched Ronda Rousey uncaged the other day at a shop. Oh, really? Yeah, so Ronda got in the swim with sharks in a shark cage, and then she's like... I'm a, I'm swimming with um, and whale was, sharks in Vegas. She was like... Or in, uh, in Vegas? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong whale sharks. <laughs> in, uh, Mexico. in Mexico. <laughs> We're going swimming with uh, whale sharks. Um, but yeah, she was like, I want to get out of the cage and sh- swim with them. And they were like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, why not? So she got out of the shark cage and swam with sharks. I, you know, there's a lot of things I'm really looking forward to doing. It's not one of them for me. I'm, I'm just not really, that's not on my list. No. Swimming with a, a, a whale shark. A whale shark, yeah. A whale shark, that'd be whale cool. Shark. Yeah. Whale shark, yeah. Yeah. Because they don't so care about humans. Dude. Sharks in the ocean. Yeah, but yeah. they're they're uh, they're what do they call them? Vacuum feeders. They just right. they don't have teeth. They have jowls that will like blow open. Yeah. But then the stingrays float around. Shit. It's gonna be cool, man. No, I we were do spo- that. we were supposed to go diving with whites and no. and uh, um, in Hawaii when we got when we got married, and a fucking storm came through, so we couldn't go. Yeah. So instead, we went zip lining in a storm. That was no, awesome. I, that was awesome. There's no, there's no. I'm all in, dude. I want to get out and ride one. I want to fish hook it and just hold on as long as I can. <laughs> so what do you have to like swim with a whale shark? Like you dive down and jump on one, like a little suction cup on. No, you're no. They're whale sharks. You're free diving, so you have a snorkel and a face and a face goggle mask, right? Um, and if you can hold your breath and swim, like I think most people can, you get a good two, three minutes in the water with them before you come up for air. Well, you got fins, paddle down, you can pet them. Time, I don't know if I can hold my breath with a whale shark for two minutes or something underwater. It seems kind of <laughs> like a lot. I don't know. But I haven't timed myself here, oh. you know. This just in, Hodge drowned in his pool on Sunday. Hold this breath. <laughs> Practicing for a whale shark dive. I, I, it's not like I'm going for a Guinness record, but I mean, I figure a minute underwater is pretty good, right? I, You're not going to get very far with a minute, though. Yeah, no, no. They So they drop you, un, unlike swimming with uh, what they call violent sharks, in a full cage where you yeah, sit in the cage. And please keep is. your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. Right. Um, you're in a half cage, so they drop they drop you down. Um, depending depending on the vessel, they may actually run air tubes to your mask so you can breathe in the water. But you'll drop down in there, um, and you can come out of the cage. You can pet them as they come by. You can swim out and touch them, and you know you can basically snorkel at the base of the water and and pet have the you damn ever shark. shark. Yes, I have. They're I have. very. Uh, it's leather. It's leather. It's it's peppered leather is the best way to think of it with a little bit of slime, right? A little slime. 
Little olive oil. Little olive oil. Little olive oil. Anyway, back to that. Um, okay, so Forge, Forge took all that. Right. right or was given all of that. Uh, company's doing well. Great. Good. Awesome. That's great for still the having, overall boss. Still having killer months. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, so we're, we're in the midst of our generation's cigar boom. That's very true if you think 100%. about it. 100%. So, and that's actually fun to talk. Um, okay. Permanently in the industry, in and out of the industry, complete consumer, owner of a company, right? When do you think the newest boom started for cigars? So the original boom, right, that's been kind of transcending, 91, the cigar boom, right? Cigar aficionado, the whole, you know, whiskey advocate, the whole blowout, wine enthusiast, all that, Shankman, you know. I go back here from Park City in 2010. So, I mean, shortly after that, I mean, it just seems like maybe uh, 12, 13, it just seemed like things were starting to kind of, as well as bourbon. I mean, they seem to kind of, I, I always think the cigar and the bourbon industry have kind of paired each other a little bit. Uh, but what it kind of seems like to me no i, I, I mean, this really time hot. this time this boom i completely agree completely agree in 91 it was still a vodka gin world like you know i mean oh that's a bummer <laughs> you only see it here literally, folks literally <laughs> i have never um so for you being in the, you've been wow. with general now well you three years three years before that ashton ashton how many years total in the industry i've been in the industry in since the industry, 2010. Yeah. okay so 11 years right okay when do you think the new boom started so i think the i think there's two parts to the boom right i think i think there was a a smaller company which back in the day was considered boutique which is now i wouldn't call them boutique anymore but i think a a a small boutique boom started probably 2011 2012 continued up until about you know 2016 2017 and i think probably 2017 you saw these companies that used to be just small boutiques I don't consider them a boutique company anymore, mm-hmm. right? And they've kind of taken- That word's overused. Right, yeah. I think they've taken the next step up. You're no longer boutique and they've, it's made room for other companies to yes. come in, right? But it's also pushed people to try new stuff. Um, and then I think we've seen our, honestly, I think we've seen the biggest part of the boom last year. Okay. With, with new, never before smokers. I agree. Or I smoke once a month, and now they're smoking five times a week. Right. Or even two to three times a week, right? Right. I agree with both of you. Your point, the boom in your time, the boom now with bourbon cocktails, bourbon-based cocktails, they go one and the same now, right? I think it was level one where I was kind of talking about things started happening. And then there's like level one, and then there's two. And no, five. no, but but I, that's yeah. where it kind of started. Right now, you know, we're we're spoiled in in St. Louis, right? Like we've we've got lit, okay? We literally are. One of, of one. Uh, I mean, you you can you could compare the the service, the lounge, the cleanliness, all of those things to every other cigar bar in the nation. It's pars above some, 
right, or parts above most. Now, everybody always wants the coin selection, right? This place has been open not even two years yet, right? right? And the bar and the humor are on par, or what some people say, just below because of selection, with places that have been around 20 years. Right. Right? This is only going to get bigger. It's only going to grow, right? But where I say you're spoiled in St. Louis, you've got lit. You have Stanley's, you have Montre's, you have Sip and Smoke. You know, you have these Aiello's, these cigar bars, right? right? This that have been around for thing. a long time. Right. And then you have like lit climbing steadily above. Right. You know, and it's and it's not anything anybody's doing. It's just personality, learning, growing with people with you, and then expanding from that. And it's new. And it's new. And and a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people think I'm the best. This is how it should be. I win. Right. Doesn't work that way. Can't work that way. When you think that way, you've already lost, right? We've had that conversation before. The minute you think you know it all, you're stupid. You're not going to remember anything. You're done, right? Um, but the boom. I think a boom started around 08, 09, when thicker, fuller cigars started hitting the market. That was the ignition of the boom because longtime smokers were moving from their mild cigars into at that point in time like people think CAO now massive CAO used to be this itty bitty little thing inside the umbrella of of general well when it was owned by the own thing yeah that's right it was itty you could compare here you go you can compare CAO to S Moncrer it was that big at that point in time right when I was out in Utah my cigar was um, uh, it's the Black Label Especial uh, Romeo and Juliet Reserva. Um, again, that was like back in 2010, 11. I had to go down to uh, Salt Lake in the bottoms because I lived around 7,000 feet. And there was a little concern how those were going to hold up at 7,000 feet. Right. With the, uh, but they did, they did really well. I kept some down there, but that's kind of... And those were 660s, Gordos, whatever you want to call them. Um, and, and that was really a good full body uh, cigar then. And that's why I always had told Mark that I always just kind of leaned more towards a more full body cigar. And there just wasn't a lot of them at that time. But that was one I was smoking that I really liked back in the day. Um, that's the one that stands out to me that I was, you know, I'd keep a box or two and go down, they let them, let me keep them in their humidor and uh, it just kind of grew from there, especially full body. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of full body 6.6s back in the day. Um, no, and I, I agree um, when I say that, that that's what I'm saying, the progression there from those mild to, you know, ge- when I say general, I mean general, general smokers. Right. Expanding in and small, small boutique at the time turned into larger companies, right? But then around 12, 13, 14, I think you started seeing events. Like when, you know, 12, 13, 14, I think was the pinnacle time that you saw Rocky Patel, Pete Johnson, uh, you saw Don Gelato, you saw John Huber, you saw 
name name the individual was doing events right reps came on board reps started joining in things you started doing events started doing all this and then around 16 the kit came shit went wild 17 is the year i will forever agree with you on because that's when la florida minicana got out of boutique you know the andalusian bull was released wait 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 you think the floor was still boutique before no 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 they left no 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 when i think everybody else realized they weren't what they were being quoted quoted okay that bull came out and that launched them directly into public eye you were there, right? It won that year. But I've never it thought the floor was a boutique. I, I never did either. But if you go back and you look, you know, Lido, Lido always had a way of creating something that made them something, right? And we can talk about the boutique thing, yeah. right? So boutique, right? Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm not afraid to say, I'm not afraid to say names. We all know this, right? Warped, Kyle Gellis claims to be boutique. Okay, you're not boutique, man. El Titan of Bronze produces your product. Casa Fernandez produces your product. Aganor's a product. You're everywhere, okay? I look at boutique, like if you've got two lines, three sizes. We're boutique. Boutique. We're boutique. If you have more than two lines, I don't think you're boutique. And, and I'll even take it to this point. If you've got eight lines, right, and you're in more than one state, you're not boutique. Personal opinion right? on it. No, no, I, I, agree. Yeah. I agree. I think that term, that term has become adept to, instead of new or growing, boutique gets tagged onto it and that's what that's what jumps in you know i agree yeah but yeah as far as the boom goes i think that's the i i think we've we've nailed that and there may even be another boom and you said new smokers right right that's covid, COVID 19 hashtag cigar boom Yes. Let's just label it right there. Because what you saw is even when you look at, um, like, cigar sales were reported up, what, 70-something percent? A lot. That year? Yeah. You know, even even I can say as much as is lit. They, they were thrown up on their social media during the time when people couldn't come in except to buy cigars and leave. You couldn't stay in the lounge. They had a delivery service open. Right. And you could call up here, order, pay, deliver the cigars to you. Right? You know how many shops around the country did that? It's a we, brilliant idea. We, and it created a further customer base at a later date that, that no one before that moment ever would have thought of that happening. Well, the big thing about it was you have guys that maybe would smoke a cigar once a week. Because that's all he had time for between work, kids' sports, his family, anything, right? Well, now guess what? He's locked up at home, doing Zoom calls all day long, working from his house, and the only time he has by himself is when he's smoking that stinky cigar that his wife and kids ate, right? So next thing you know, he's sitting out on his patio, on a, doing his work, smoking a cigar, and his family's leaving him alone because he's working and smoking a cigar. Now he's smoking three a day, five days a week. You know what I mean? Instead of the once a week, if he maybe had time. Right. So, and then and then you have now like this cool thing that's happened that's kind of cr- been created is, I think companies learn that you have vital employees, right? But vital employees don't mean they have to be in the office, and this for this company has to pay for all of those employees to be inside this office. Right. So let them work from home. You pay them the same cost. You eliminate operating costs based on your office space and everything in that manner. So you go from there, right? 
<laughs> that was funny, you look at me. After like 30 minutes, right? How about yeah, four okay. or five? Okay, all right, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think this cigar is pretty good. I do too. Pleasantly surprised, really. That's always good to hear, though. Like, for somebody that's not a big Macanudo guy. Like, you wouldn't expect when you hear the, the brand Macanudo to sit down and, and smoke something that full. Well, I don't even think I'm not a Macanudo guy. It's just like, you know, what we do and trying so many things. Not like we haven't had it on the show and whatever, but it's just not like... Uh, we just don't have the opportunity to smoke a lot of them. Not that we can't get them, smoke them, but um, you're kind of our go-to on this. And this one, uh, if you pick this for us, this was a great pick because I really like it. Um, and like I said, when I opened this up and smelled it, it was just a beautiful smelling cigar. And it's uh, smoking great. I mean, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I got to say to that point, I won't be afraid to admit it. And Rusty, I busted your balls forever about it. I'm I, I talk a lot, a lot of shit about Macanudo. Um, they're good cigars. They're great quality. I didn't know that there was a version of the cigar that was spicy, full-bodied, but we've strong enough. That on our show, which is kind of funny, and I think it's because it's like. We were doing all these cigars, and then I said to you, I said, hey, why don't we do some old school, some stuff that's been around forever? And we were like, well, okay, that's not a bad idea. And then we got, we did uh, the Patron. Patron, yeah. Which was a total spice bomb. Six forks, was it yeah. We did, um, we did a Davinoff. Was it after hour? We did the late hour, yeah. Or late hour. It's a good cigar. Was totally amazing. Fantastic. I have a box of those. I went and bought one right off the bat. Those those are just amazing cigars. And then we had the. uh, (laughs) The fuck did you get a box of late hours? I had a box of those for over a year. Mike, see you, buddy. Um, Then what was the other one we did? Um, You had one that was about that long in a big coffin. We did it here at Lit. Um, oh, the Opus A. Opus. Yeah. Was it really overly over the moon about Opus? Yeah, we all know how I feel about Fuente. We're just so <laughs> over the moon for that. But. Uh, well, the, the Opus thing is fun because. And I'm going to say this, and you know what? It's what we do, okay? About 90% of the people that search out Opus X are searching it out because this is actually a very good thing i'm a hypocrite in saying it but it's very true it's the want and need of the industry right to get that collectible x right to get you a three-pack 10 of a lost city or to get the pussy juice or to get to get these and that's a real opus yes it's called the pussy juice i'm not making that up Um, but to get these these cigars to get your hands on to have those um (laughs) <laughs> right on, man. 
um, uh, to get like we're we're live on Instagram with people. Oh, so yeah, getting their yeah yeah yeah. So I'm making costs. Sorry, I'll try not to do that. I apologize, Jake. Oh, how I you doing, buddy? Doing. Um, so they're but, commenting live. All yeah yeah. We got live on here and we're on there live. So we're double live. We're like. We're like double what's, live. What's that? A dual camera show instead of single camera. We're like yeah. friends 2.0. That'll be a fun conversation in a minute because uh, <laughs> I want to know who we are. But no, my, my point is like people go after those, right? And uh, the score in German was awesome enough to throw me that for my birthday and get me that A from Miguel actually at FFK stands. Um, sent those to him. Um, it was cool, you know, to smoke it. It's great, but. When it comes to Fuente, my issue with Fuente is they they segregate their product from the av easily available, insane product against their regular production stuff, right? If you took your <coughs> sorry, if you took your añejos, or your viejos, you got a fire, your broadleaf wrapped opus, and you just made that regular production less than that, it would it would I, I feel like I feel like you're in higher portfolio would blow out of the wind yeah yeah and even even jake here i'm gonna shout him out on the podcast he just said after what i said that's why i'm always searching for opus x i don't particularly enjoy opus but maybe one here and there you know and, and that's pretty cool like don't get me wrong if, if you threw me an original chateau fuente double broadly from 93 it probably tastes like cardboard by now, right? Mm. But I would smoke that thing for as many hours as I could because of the history, the vintage on it, what it is, right? You know? All right, guys, we're going to wrap up the Instagram feed because I'm tired of holding this phone. Maybe one day we'll have production standards where we do stuff like this. Dana, say hi. <laughs> uh, there she is. Got her. Right, we got her. Got him. Bye, guys. Well, this next one we're doing is a 1792. It's a barrel pick from Total Wine. I they don't uh, correct me if I'm not correct. Wrong. You guys do not carry 1792. No. Yeah. So I've got a pretty full line of 1792. I think it's amazing. It's out of Bar Towns, Barton. Um, this is foolproof. I think. Now, take it as you will. This was like the bourbon of the year, I want to say last year, or through one of the bourbon. Uh, well, last year was McKenna 10 year. The year two before. Years ago. McKenna no. was like two or three years ago. Yeah. 19? 18 no. or 19? I, I want to say it was 19 was McKenna. And this oh. may have been last year. Now, and I'm not saying this was really? San Francisco's number one. Well, that's the only one that matters. But the San Bible Francisco guy, the guy who everybody. Oh, uh, Murray's Bible. Yes. He yeah, he's in trouble the now. Bourbon of the year, whatever. Well, cheers. Um, whether it is the best or not, I think it's a damn good bourbon. Well, and this will be cool too to barrel pick on this because you do have a full run on these. Um, so it'll be kind of cool to see what's what's what. Well, it'll be interesting to see what you think of this compared to the barrel. It's already sweeter, just on the nose. Mm -hmm. It should be a little smoother for sure. That that was oh, like a night and a day difference. Ball coming through there. Night and day difference. It does not taste like this. It's not what I'm saying. This is sweet tarts to black licorice difference. 
that that much of, right. of, of, of heat to sweet difference. The barrel was great. I'm glad we have it. That's going to be really good. In about six months, we'll try it again, right? We'll throw it away. Put it not throw it away. Put it away for. <laughs> yeah. We'll throw it away. You know, no, we'll put it away for a while, and we'll come back to that and try that out. But this is, that's my night and day right there. You're literally black licorice hot to sweet tart sweet. Doesn't taste like that. I'm not saying that, but that's the difference. The difference. That's the range. Wow. Spice to sweet, heat to cool. Right. right? And I mean, you're this way. And the funny thing about it is, I don't know. Higher proof. What did I tell you? This is 120? 125. 125. But we've always been mesmerized by how this happens. I'm going to say this one more time. No, you're going to say it more than one more time. We're Today, one more time. Today, yeah. one more time. But, you know, next time I'll say one more time. Jim Beam and that family of production with Booker's. Because, I, in my opinion, uh, they were the first 120 because they don't have a they don't have a finish under 123 so 123 and above that regularly with the exception of two finishes I did not enjoy over and over and over and over and over there have been 115 120s 110s that it's like bro it's just like I mean if I want to smoke a steak I'll just light the egg right like you know what I mean like it's too hot that falls in line with that. Somebody somewhere figured out a certain char level uh, position in a rickhouse to hit that proof on a bottle and create I that sweetness. I, mean, right. I think these guys get in there and that's what they do, man. They're blenders. And they go through there and they tap those barrels and they're finding these things and they're blending them. And then the next thing you know, they have found a real sweet... Uh, spot with everything. That's like cannonball run, man. I mean, that's like a fucking train coming into your mouth and running down your throat. This is more like a, a, a well-run Ferrari. I mean, it's just like smooth. Everything's fantastic. You're getting everything you get in that. You're getting with this, but it's fine-tuned. I mean, this is like, it's just amazing the difference in it. Uh, like that, the colors. It's that barrel. You couldn't give that barrel to anybody, whether they're a, a like a new bourbon drinker. If you gave them that barrel, it would, it would ruin them. Oh, you right? bring you bring that barrel to a party, and if you got ten people, you're going home with a full bottle. <laughs> well, that's a win, if you ask me. <laughs> Even tag along. This last one, the tag along. Did you drink that last? That's time? what I had today at Any Guns Tag Along. That's like for me. That is a pretty strong molasses. Tagalong I mean, is... You really need to go much further. No, it's more Blue it's Nights like batch. It's more attached to that, the heat with the, the subtle sweet, the molasses, right? But it's not a free-flowing. It's almost like... It's not a granny's batch. A it's not a kitchen table. Finish with just a power boost through there. And... When I talk, which I never put water, hardly ever, but every once in a while I'll do two or three drops. Like for example, we've talked about this in the Stag Junior line. I do that. And this one, um, like that one, I'm sure, I know there's fantastic flavors in there, but just a little water to open it up, not to dilute it, but right. to open those flavors a little bit. Um, you don't need to do that with 1792, but there's been a few. There was another one. 
Well, the tag along. I mean, and I even, I, I think me and Mark did it. I put a few drops of water in that and uh, the flavors kind of expanded a little bit and um, it was just different. And then like we've always said, whenever you open these bottles, come back in a couple weeks. Yeah, um, I noticed that at like, home. Like for example, Jay Rieger. Uh, I opened Jay Rieger and I was like, man, this is like old school cowboy, you know, whiskey, mm -hmm. kind of hard. And then I was like, wow, it's pretty harsh. And then I, I came back in a week and opened it up again. It was different. Came back down two weeks later, had a pour, totally smoothed out, and it was really enjoyable and really good. Um, so, I don't know, the model for me sometimes is not opening these on the podcast. Open them ahead of time and let them oxidize, get a little air in them, and they seem to open up a little bit. The flavors are fuller really doesn't have anything to do with the alcohol content except you're not just getting a straight burn I think sometimes these bottles when you open them up you're getting the burn right off of there sure you're not getting all the flavors um, I don't know if that's like that with a cigar probably not but I, I wouldn't say so but I mean even with a cigar you know like your first had this happen many times the first inch inch and a half you know, you're probably, and me and Mark have both said it, we don't like to even talk about it until it gets into the midway point where a lot of the flavors are starting to open up and you're getting a lot of that. And, right. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, something's really happening. You know, I'll, I'll actually retract what I just said. Like, you know, I said I wouldn't I wouldn't say so about the cigar. Sometimes I, I, I will say that if you buy a box, right, let's say it's a new release, right, and you buy a box and you, you open it up and smoke a cigar out of it, Sometimes you do need to let the rest of the box sit because after you light up that first one, they can still have heavier amounts of ammonia in it or, or it just needs to settle down a little bit. In fact, to be honest with you, when we first got our Inspirado Green samples last year, I, uh, I opened up the bundle I got, smoked one, and I thought it was horrible. Like it, it was just it, it was pungent on my prow on my palate. I didn't like the profile of it. it. It didn't meet any of the characteristics that it should have with the blend that it made that it was made from, right? And so I was like, all right, well, I'm not gonna write it off, you know, because I gotta sell this, you know. So I put them in the humidor, and I went back about a week and a half, two weeks later, smoked one again. I was like, all right, totally different cigar, Even you know. Right now, I mean, we're probably I've been. Smoking this for an hour minutes, and now I feel like hour and ten minutes, buddy. Hour and ten minutes, yeah. and this is a slow smoker. I really feel like we're, we're getting, getting a box of these. Potatoes we're getting a box. I right like now. these. This this a box list. We'll go away. I mean, the meat and the potatoes is happening right now. I mean, it's. I didn't. I didn't know that. <laughs> and again, you know, this is. You tie this back into how much you know about something, right? You. you the minute you settle in and think you know everything someone has to offer, you're wrong, right? Mm -hmm. I was joking with Rusty when you were getting glasses before this. It's like, what do you guys want? I was like, you better get the fullest Macanudo you got. Like an asshole, right? Like, <laughs> fullest Macanudo. Right. It's a damn good cigar. <laughs> I'm not arguing with it. It's a damn good cigar. Right. Okay, I like a Macanudo. You're actually ahead of me. But I mean. Well, I think I lit it before you, too. We're but. in the meat of it now, and I. It's a, it's a dang good cigar. There is some really cool sweetness in this cigar. And what's actually now is through the first 
you know, whole, everything until about an inch ago on the cigar, the spice is prominent on your tongue. It was there. If you if you retroheld it, it came through the nose, got a little ting on the eye, real good spice. Now, it's sweeter, um, kind of weedish maybe, uh, but it's the spice is there now, right? It's just, it's kind of more of a uh, retro effect that just kind of keeps coming, right? right. You retro hell, you pick up on the on the floralness. It, it's a good cigar. Yeah, I like, like it. Almost like a little malty, uh, like malt, like in the bourbon. I mean, I I can, I'm picking up all those different layers, which is really nice. It's got a good combustion too, man. It's got a good too, body to a lot of smoke. Bourbon, it, it's a good pair with this too. I think. All right, so what are we thinking for today in this event, man? How much fun are we going to have? I'm going to send out another calling card here. We'll have as much fun as Brian and Dana will allow us to have. So short of a stripper pole and a DJ? Short of. Makes sense. Maybe that. Um... This is this is really good. So we've got your hand on the Brazilian shade tonight, right? right. That's going to be a, a putting win, correct? Right? Okay. Um, talk to Brazilian shade. Tell 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 everybody what the Brazilian shade is. So that's actually, um, like I said, it was a limited edition we did this year. Um, it's a it's a leaf that we had actually come up with. No, uh, tell me another company that's used a Brazilian shade. Well, Rick is the first person to cultivate Brazilian tobacco for the Amazon basin, right? But nobody's so, doing a Brazilian shade. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm equating right. here, right? He was the first one to do that, so it makes sense that inside the same company, you know, maybe there was some trade-off there. Right. <laughs> so Maybe. So it, so the Brazilian shade, it's, it's a Connecticut shade seed, um, or I guess I should have said Connecticut seed, um, obviously grown under shade. Um, so it's in that high mild, low medium. It's got a really Connecticut seed, shade grown in Brazil. Correct. Okay. So Brazilian soil. Correct. So um, salty. So it, it's got a it's got a, a, a nice creaminess to it, like you would expect from Connecticut, right? Like a Connecticut seed. Um, but it's got some really good, like some some nice earthy notes to it, right? Um, and I actually get like a little bit of like a buttery sweetness out of it. So, um, but it's good. It's different. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely more people's first cigar of the day. Um, if you if you like a red, you know, you, you you're not going to taste much on the palate now after. Well, it would. Well, no, I, I won't say that. I won't say that because the first time we smoked out when they first came in. Uh, Scooby Drew was behind, was was working that night. Uh, we were actually, oh, you did smoke it. I did. We were here playing Golden Tea. Yes, you did. We were here, they came in, he popped up and we smoked them. I just got done with an 85th anniversary Maduro Padron. Okay. Okay. Smoked it. We smoked through it. I played Golden Tea, smoked it. Ash never fell. It was great. I think we enjoyed it. He goes, what do you think? I was like, dude, there's some awesome cedar in this. Um, I'm like, what got, what surprised me, right? Because again, I was gonna write it off. It's a Macanudo, okay? I'm not afraid to admit this. I'm, I'm just, you have to say these things. I was gonna write it off. It's a Macanudo, but being a tobacconist, you have to smoke everything, right? Just so you can talk about it, okay? 
the thing that got me on that cigar that came in the 10 packs, they were the Torpedo, right? So the right. Bellicoso, yep. right? That actual size. The cedar on it, the sweetness that kind of, like, like a natural Connecticut that was there. Even after smoking an 85th Maduro from Padron, okay? You're talking pinnacle of full strength, full body tobacco, right? Next to a quad Lajero, okay? Like a nasty ass shit from LFD, okay? Right. You still got that off that cigar. And my statement was, dude, if you woke up in the morning and smoked this cigar, or not even in the morning, if you just been at work all day, you're finally sitting down, you're gonna have a cigar to start it off, or you don't want anything super heavy, I'd bet the body on that cigar would, would walk you through anything and everything. You, you could take a crazy ass pairing with it, right? You could Red Bull and vodka with it, and I guarantee you'd still, still. have a good settling on that cigar. And I think we we both. I think you may have enjoyed it more than I did that moment. I don't remember, but we we liked it. It was good. Yeah, we smoked it to to you know your why Bellicosa is my favorite. Not just because the way the smoke flows on it with that with that peak, but mm -hmm. it's easier to pinch and hold like a joint. Because it's hard to point it. You know, it's easier. So let me ask you about that basin. Is that readily available here in St. Louis? Not at all. It was. It's. We're done making it. But you know what's really funny is I buy him all the time, and um, I don't know if he's told you, but I have property down in St. James, and I go to Smoker Smokers Smoker Friendly. They always have the Amazon Basin there. Buy them because you won't find them anywhere. That that means they're left over from. We did a run of them two years ago. Well, now so so, so those are all gone. Like they've got a couple boxes. Buy them. Can I follow on that? So yeah. there was the basin, right? The original right. basin, right? right? That the raisin before the mortal coil, right? right. The raisin, right? Okay. Brazilian mortal coil. Okay. Then there was the anaconda. Correct. And then there was the, the Fuma. Fuma. Was the Correct. Anaconda. Okay. And then you had the basin after yes. that, right? Yeah. Fuma. Now, is there going to be... There was an Oriana after that. Oh, oh, okay. So the Oriana came out in 2019. So is there... Is Rick doing something? N not as not as far as I've been told yet. Okay. Not saying no, but I don't know anything about it. If it's in the works, I don't know. Okay. Now, since so we're talking, you missed one through that whole thing because I had the anaconda. Well, I never, I, I didn't smoke the Ori, the Ori, Oriana, Oriana. No, I smoked the Fuma and I smoked the anaconda. And I smoked the Basin, but. I uh, I, I never I didn't. Too, but I that didn't one, he says I never had that. One. I I don't. Came out in 2019. Did we miss something there? Was that pretty good too? Yeah, it's a good cigar. Yeah. So if you if you ask my opinion, and it, and you would a lot of people would probably agree the Basin's probably everybody's favorite. It's the best, right? Yeah. So mine go Basin, Anaconda, Oriana, Fuma. Now did the Anaconda. What's the Spanish translation of Fuma? Smoking, right? Yeah. I mean smoke. I think so. Right? I don't know. Right. I don't know Spanish. No. Well, you always see the sign that says no, uh, nay something fuma. It's smoking sign. Right? Okay. Never mind. But the Anaconda, <clears throat> it had a wrap. They all, they, they all, all every one had a different design. Because yeah, I thought it came down the side of the cigar and the Anaconda kept no, no. like an edible. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but it spiraled down. Yeah, but then it came down the cigar Correct. a little bit. That's Correct. the, that's the, it was, if I'm right, that's the and vein yeah, from the wrapper. I met you, I believe, or right at one. No, we, we didn't know it. The, the Anaconda came out in 16, 20. 17? No, before that. Well, 15 maybe? Maybe 15. It came, well, I moved to St. Louis in 14, so it came right after that. Right. Yeah, okay. Well, I bought a box of them down in Naples. 
Because um, the guy said, you may want to try this. Very spicy, because I says, man, I like, mm. give me a, a spice bomb. And he showed me the Anaconda, and I had one. Smoked it that night, and the next day I told my brother, take me by there, I want to buy that whole damn box. I have an unopened box of each. With you? No, not with me. At home with the guarded yeah. by the Mastiffs? Yeah. <laughs> the Mastiffs are guarded. Um, okay, since we're, since we're talking general, right, we have to talk about the newest bad boy. Okay, we have to. The Weller, the Cohiba, the Weller by Cohiba, Sean Williams, um, this cigar, okay? Uh, 20, $22 cigar specifically blended to pair with 12-year Weller. I smoked it against 12-year Weller. If you... I will say it's the first cigar that, without being, because I've never like dipped stuff or right. seasoned this or that, a 100% premium tobacco cigar specifically blended for one thing, god damn is it good together. It's, it, it is, it's a match made in heaven, right? The sweetness of 12 year against the spice and body on that cigar, it does, it does, it creates that yin and yang, right? So the sweetness of the Weller, all that wheat comes across your tongue. The thickness on the body of that cigar just holds your palate. It creates this awesome flow that you just drink down. It's, it's amazing, right? Aesthetically, that fuck is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It is gorgeous, man. They're in there. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll, make, I'll, I'll get you one. They're, they're fantastic, right? What can we talk about that that you know? You and Sean are pretty tight. I, I know about as much as what was on the uh, sales you know what sheet. I can say, uh, yeah, I posted <laughs> it and Sean shared it and said, you're the man. I was like, right. I know, we're pretty fucking cool. Right. Okay, craft the pure, baby. Um, so dance. it's the, the wrapper leaf is a seven year aged uh, Osa wrapper. So an Ocha San Augustine wrapper aged in the Weller 12 barrels. So we, we bought barrels from, from Weller. Age the wrapper leaf wow, in them. I didn't. I saw that. It's a it's a robusto. It's a glass tubo robusto. Um, but yeah, I when I smoked it, I paired. I didn't have Weller 12 at home. I so I paired it against Weller Foolproof, closest thing I had. Um, Even still, right? Still great. I didn't get a lot of the bourbon taste off of the cigar. That's what I liked about it. Right. That that was the thing. I don't mean to come. I'm sorry. That was the thing about that cigar that sold me. It, burn issue didn't matter to me. Don't care. Right. Not, just tobacco. Right. It is what it is. Handmade product. We get that. The singular fact that when you smoke the cigar by itself, right? And you just because I just had a little like <laughs> cheat story. What's in that glass is not twelve year. Right. I just took the picture to make it look good. I had about that much 12 year right i just wanted to take a good draw about halfway through the cigar throw some 12 year back and see and it wow it was amazing right when you smoke the cigar if you ripped everything off that cigar just put it in a box by itself it's a fucking good cigar that's a good cigar and nothing on it says bourbon there's no outside sweetness there's no weird weird uh heat effect um you don't get any 
molasses build. There's no antiqueness to it. That vintage kind of dustiness does not come. There's nothing. The only thing that correlates that cigar to whiskey is the fact that it says Weller with the Weller emblem on the cigar. Right. But it's a damn good cigar. What about uh, the first time you ever did the uh, bourbon tips with me? The uh, it was Drew Estate. It was the Van Winkles. The Van Winkle bourbon tips. I think I may have one. And I think I've had those five years down in the in the Tupperware. Uh, More than that, bro. You had them. You had them three years before we smoked the first one three years ago. <laughs> and uh, I thought those were pretty good. They they had the latest one. The second year, well, the red label. When they released the second ones, those were seasoned tips, right? The original Van Winkle release that was done with the guy at Match in Indiana that knows the Van Winkle family or whatever, or the girl or the girl. whatever that story is, somebody was related, helped Jonathan do that whole thing, right? Those were aged in a Winkle barrel, right? Which still a seasoning effect, I guess, right? It's like the Camacho does the bourbon barrel aged things. They were, those tips were done. Well, and, and that's the thing too, when you say tip, that was the Habano wrapper on the top half that gave it that dual color, right? That leaf was aged in an old barrel, right? So at that point, you're just, you're, you're peeloning the tobacco, right? It's still stacked the same way you would do any other peelone rollout, right? But in a barrel. The idea is that you leave them long enough, you may get some of the residual sugars from the wood, and the essence is the word, right? Maybe from what was in it, the right, the the what, what do you call it? The angel share that's left right. in the wood. Maybe you'll get some of that in there. That is so different than the second rendition, right? That was I don't even know what you call it, where you lay the barrel down and you stack the leaf as you roll the barrel, and you kind of end up with this like standing pilon like like this, right? And there's still liquid in the barrel. That, that's, it's a moisturizing aging that adds flavor to the wrapper. So, mo a lot, not most, a lot of rollers will actually moisten the wrapper before it's rolled to the cigar. This is the moistening effect to keep the moisture in. And then that idea is, that's a completely different idea. That idea is what I was super hoping would not happen in this Cohiba. That the cigar itself would in some weird way try and hold the taste of said whiskey in the cigar. That's those Ted cigars, right? The Maker's Mark, the Forty Creek, the, all that, right? That when you pop it open, you smell it, it smells like the cork out of a bottle. That's completely different. This cigar was blended, blended by, uh, shout out to Sean, man. Like this, he was all hands on deck on this, yeah, right? Sean was in on it. what you've yep. read. Yep. Th this was tobaccos aged and picked and rolled to Hair. Not not to taste like, but to go with it. So it would be interesting. And uh, next time we're together, I'll bring one of my. Uh, have you ever been to Picnic Bed? Mm -mm. Picnic Bed has these little drams where they started uh, a great little distillery. They've got these little drams with corks. Anyway, uh, when we started getting together, uh, we were smoking these cigars. The labels on them are fantastic done really well with Peppy Van Winkle on it, whatever. Anyway, so 
there's this you do poor man's pappy. It's a six. Which is not 40. so poor. Pardon? Not so poor. No. Costs it's a lot of money to make them. 40, <laughs> uh, 12 year and antique. Well, so we got a hold of quote the best antique that was non-filtered, non-chilled that right. was going around quote. four years ago now, three years ago. Anyway, three. I put them together Two. in Two. these drams and had the label of Pappy Fit inside of this dram. And we've had them. I'd be curious, and uh, I'd be willing to. Well, share I think so. The the idea behind more about it because you figure once you buy the twelve, and then you're in like three fifty. And if you if you go to an auction or a wholesale cost, you're getting a bottle. Of, so the whole idea behind poor man's pappy, right? So everyone, well, Actually, most people in most people in the bourbon world know that all Weller is is the whiskey that didn't get picked to be Pappy Van Winkle. Right. That's through the Sazerac Company, Buffalo Trace, all that. Weller becomes its age statement and release if it's not. And you can even take so far as 107 is what I think 10 year would be. Um, no, no, special reserve age is 10 year. 107 would be 15. I think those are the only two. And then it's a combination of Weller barrels that become uh, 20 and 23 and everything else that's in there too, right? So the idea is poor man's pappy, right? That's what they call it. You take 107 and, and 12 year, mix them, and you can't tell the difference between 15 year Van Winkle and poor man's pappy. We've done it. You can't. I actually, honestly, if you know, you won't know. The one you think is better is the mix. I, I, once you're told, I, everybody always yes. picks it as better. Yeah. Um, but paired with that original release, it does the same thing. It, 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 the cigar by itself, you know, you have a couple of drinks, you smoke it together, you're like, holy shit, this is great. And then you're sitting there smoking on the cigar, you move on to, you can go to fucking Jack Daniels after that. If the cigar is fantastic. It's a the good point is, is to try this cigar pairing with Weller with what I have put together. Oh, we got 12 and we got that. Let's do it. I'm in. Maybe we'll smoke one of those tonight. I don't know. They're, I mean, outside these, I want a box of these though. These are good. What's the price point on those? 20? Well, again, again, right? So, and this is nothing to Sean. This is nothing against General, right? I'm gonna equate this to Davidoff, right? The name. That name immediately adds six dollars to whatever product you're smoking. Well, it's also Call limited. There was less than five thousand boxes. Oh, that's out true for, too. That's out true for retail. Well, it's like the pumpkin heads, the three packs. The tats. Yeah. Well, that's incredibly a little different as well because those are you only get that three pack if you're at a Pete Johnson event. Which what, has there been any of those in the last year and a half? Uh, last one was Grand Cru, July of. 18, I Maybe think. Maybe this December, they'll oh. be... Uh, so the couple no, that I the, have the, need to keep? Yes, unless you want to get rid of them on a buy them. Uh, December is always crown heads. Oh, that's weird. Christmas party is crown heads. Um, because the history on that was Jimmy down there, crew was the first to bring in crown heads in the state when crown heads was first coming in. And then, I've never been to a Pete Johnson event. I've, I haven't either. <laughs> Looking forward to it if it comes around. But I gotta say, man, this uh, Red Inspirado. Yeah. Um, and dude, I, you know, we couldn't have asked, like, you know, 
We're live, live here at Lit, right? Doors open, weather's fucking fantastic. Beautiful. We had a great lunch at Annie yeah, Guns, got fantastic. to hang out, tried some new cocktails that aren't on the menu yet. Um, you know, we're here, we're hanging out with Allie and Dana. Um, Wait, lighting is great. Party's gonna go. No, we're getting we're getting texts. Like people are come. People are. I'm texting. I'm texting people, and they're like, "Yeah, I thought it started at 5 I'm like, "Yeah, we're here." <laughs> yeah, we are here. <laughs> you know, so we're probably gonna play some uh, what cribbage. Yes, some cribbage. There's probably Mark gonna be a cribbage. And I'm invested. I want to gamble. Uh, <laughs> probably play some golden tea to warm up for our putts tonight. Have some fun. Um, because you know golden tea will help your fighting. Yeah, it, it will. 100%. It will, always. It's the ultimate warm-up start, you know what I'm saying? It's all there. Um, Yo, know, we're here at Lit's. A shout-out to our locker sponsor, man. Uh, you can see it. If you're live on YouTube, just look. It's here. You can see it. Um, it's growing, growing, growing. Rusty's here. I mean, what else do we have to ask for? Right. Oh, Wreck-It Rusty back in Wreck the flesh. Rusty. Uh, first time since Mortal Coil. Right. Right? Right. That was good. That was back in March. Yes, it was. Man, this is a slow smoke, too. Bro, I, and I'm only ahead of you because I lit this when you were hour and 31 minutes. 30 in, yeah. and I still have an inch and a half left. This is... Well, if you want to be honest, so we started the broadcast uh, eight minutes later, so I'm an hour and 40 minutes into this. On a Robusto. On a Robusto. On a Robusto. Yeah, and I don't want, I don't and that care comes about in a Toro and a Gigante. Care. Don't care. I want okay. this. I want this. Perfect. Right, so you got one I can buy? I believe Dana has them. Where's Dana? She put the reds out today, I believe. Did somebody leave this for my accident? Uh, they didn't deliver them. They sent a case of those. Yeah. Uh, if you'll just if you'll just set that down right there, I think that's dangerous. Yeah, you'll be good to go. Softly, Softly, there's a laptop and stuff in there. Yeah. Um, I'm smack you, bro. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, this is. Uh, you guys have seen it. It's not often. I mean, I could probably list on my two hands and my one and a half hands how many cigars I pinched down like this. But you know what's really cool about this, though? Even smoking it now, and that's, is that an inch? Depends on who you are. Well, ask. in my life, that's, that's like that's 13, like three. bro. So, <laughs> kidding. It doesn't, it does not burn your tongue. Yeah, it's not bitter. That is, that is pinnacle, right? A lot, of, and this is, this happens with, you know, Pepin does this. Uh, Max at Aganorsa does this. Uh, Carlito does this. Jose does this. Uh, Padron, Carlito, Fuente, Max Aganorsa, Pepin Garcia. It's just tobacco, right? Like as you get towards the end, the burning kind of takes effect through the cigar. Potency starts to set in place. You know, you get the tar buildup, you get the kind of, when I say chemical, I'm not talking chemicals, but that chemical feel, everything gets real hot. This is not any hotter on the tongue than it was when it was lit. This is a damn good cigar. And I'm eating my words because I talk shit about Macanudo yeah, every day. One cigar at a time. Literally one, because I'm not smoking any of that other shit. White, green, orange, black. <laughs> that's what you said about red before you lit it up too. <laughs> yeah, but I never had it though, so that's premature ejaculation. <laughs> premature judgmentation. 
So, all right, what do we got coming from General, man? Oh, and a hand. We'll do that at the end. I want to I ask about that at the end. So later, uh, you know, we released... Um, if you were a fan of the Macanudo M, our coffee cigar that we did. Nope. Mark says nope. I'm out. Uh, but I'll just tell you right now, we, we've expanded the line to an espresso cigar. So you get kind of a... I'm not a big coffee person, so I don't really know what espresso is supposed to taste like, but it's a it's a barber pole Dana, so you get we're out both. right I, I wasn't wrong the cherries okay you cool because i open them um the the smokiness okay, of okay. like a cream coffee with a with a heavier coffee with a barber pull um in 2020 um oh that's last year yeah technically 2020 was the 180th anniversary for punch um, and we didn't want to release it last year because of uh, COVID and everything. So this year we released the 180th anniversary. I gave you one the other That's night. That's a smoke yeah, yeah. So we released that. That ships in August. Um, we are also doing, if you're uh, familiar with the Macanudo Vintage, the, the series that has the big metal rings on it. Yeah. Um, uh. We're doing a Macanudo Vintage 2010. So it was a 2010 crop that was grown. Um, in the Connecticut River Valley, I had one of those. The, the you have you probably have the ninety-seven, the 97 right? right? There was a ninety-seven vintage, two thousand six, and now we have a twenty ten. Okay, okay. So the ninety-seven silver, silver ring, Macanudo, right. and red and black. Right, yeah, right. So we've got a twenty ten that's coming out. Um, we've got some some stuff coming out for the holiday stuff. There's a there's going to be a. Uh, limited edition CAO that tags on to the the uh, flathead series. It's an eight by sixty. Um, yeah. See, so another the flathead uh, was another one that was a six sixty that just was a spice bomb. Right. Fantastic. The CAO, the flathead carb. Yeah. yeah. What's up, man? Yeah. Uh, Dougie. So. What's up, brother? How you, How you doing, man? How are you? How's it going? Doug Shankler. Rusty McCauley. Nice oh, all right, brother. I feel like we've met before. We have. Have we? I mean, all the time. Rob Rogers. Okay. Rob Rogers. Yeah. Uh, you know Tommy? Sure. Can I have socials? Sure. Yeah, right on. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, right on. So, oh, hey, yeah. Wave, we're live. We're live on YouTube. Wave. All oh, right, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, they're running away now. Look, and they're it's staying. And he's gone. Right. Um, and then we've actually got uh, a super limited edition Cohiba coming out this year. It was originally made for the um, duty-free market in overseas airports. Oh, sweet. That is, uh, it's, it's going to be 10 very limited cigars, uh, a DuPont cutter, DuPont lighter, and a custom Cohiba metal briefcase coming out in November. That retail for $1,100? Uh, more than double that. Well, so, so we're not buying that. It'll be about twelve hundred so, or uh, twenty four hundred uh, bucks retail. Um, so, super limited edition. I only get eleven for my entire territory, and I was a little, I was, I was overzealous when I said eleven. So I hope <laughs> I sell them all. Um, so, oh, you will. I, I think I will. I think I'll be okay on it. But uh, right. if the cigar is what I've been told it is, and you see one out, I highly recommend buying it. Look at this. All right, I'm going to do this. So, Rusty, I don't want to hold you from doing your sales stuff. Many okay. people are rolling in. Um, what I do want to ask, uh, what was the bourbon of the day? 
I think we're all on the same. Oh, 1792. Same 100%. 1792, it is a barrel pick from uh, Total Wine and More. Yeah, that, uh, that stole the show. I think yeah, it yeah. paired better. Yeah. It was, you know was for 125 proof, it was so smooth. It, which was kind of interesting. Um, when I pulled the cork, this cap uh, has like teeth on it. Like when you push down on the cork, the teeth grab in, and then when you pull, it locks in. And I just don't think the uh, cap was really uh, a synthetic cork, right? No, it's a real cork. Oh, wow! But there are like teeth all the way around there. I don't think they were totally locked in, which was pretty pretty interesting that that happened because I've never seen it happen. Of course, I pulled straight up. This has been. I may have had this for a year, but uh, that's kind of what happened. Everything's cool now. Awesome. I love it. 1792 took the show. And what a beautiful bottle. Guys, if you are a full body, full strength smoker and you're a shit talker like me, I bow down to Wreck It Rusty. We're buying a box of that red Robusto, the Inspirato, man. That shit is fire. I plan on having a couple more of those tonight. All right. Um, let's let this guy go do some sales. All right. People are rolling in. I don't want you to miss anything. Perfect. Thanks for being here at Lit. I'm going to speak for, because Dana won't come on camera. Allie is, you know, they're all beautiful as ever, right? Doing their thing. Brian will be here later. Hopefully Scooby Drew's feeling better. He'll be here as well. Uh, thank you for being here. And doing Thanks, this, guys. Man, I'm really excited uh, about the putting thing. Um, we'll get some shit going, have some fun for the Viking. Um, I'm out. Wrap it up. Bourbon Cowboy, uh, thanks for letting me be on the show. I appreciate it. Everything's good. Don't make fun of people. <laughs> we love you guys. I appreciate you guys checking us out and whatever. And uh, as always, man, giddy up for the Bourbon Cowboy. Anything, brother? Uh, just as always, thanks guys for having me on. Let me talk about uh, General Cigar, Macanudo, push the uh, event, come down. If you're in uh, the St. Louis area, come support Lit Cigar Hell tonight yeah. with the yeah. with the event. Let's uh, let's sell some sticks, have some fun, and and uh, get on. Right, that's Rocky Rusty, the Viking, Bourbon Cowboy. We're out. <laughs>